Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here, excited to be with you again. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're you're growing, growing in the Lord, growing in freedom, just experiencing more freedom in your soul and peace. And uh, that's what it's about, right? Living in, in peace, living on purpose, living with joy, uh, a good relationship with God and with other people. That's that's our desire for you. And, and uh, I just want you to keep that in mind. It's not just about getting free of something, but what does getting free of something do? Mm-hmm. And it does great things when we're free of sexual sin. So um, yeah, we're hoping that, that, that you're experiencing good things. And even if you are on the path and you're doing well, or you're having stretches of freedom and then you fall back, we just want to encourage you. It's not the end of the story. It's not like you're back at square one. Just get up. I was so proud of a guy recently. He was he was, I forget how long, but like quite a while free of it. And, and, oh yeah, I remember it, it was about a year. He was free of porn and then he slipped back. But you know, a lot of times when people slip back, this is my story. It was like, it wasn't just once <laughs> I went headlong into it. Yeah. And a lot of guys like, well, I've done it once and I'm going to may as well just keep going. But this guy, it was just one time. And, and now it's been a few weeks again and he, He's been good and he's growing a lot and reflecting, which is what we always want with guys in pure freedom is, is, Hey, let's like use this. If you've screwed up, what, what have you learned? What's the blind spot that's being highlighted? So, um, stay encouraged. That's our hope for you today. We're going to talk about faulty strategies that we've seen people use and not that we've seen, not just that we've seen people use, but that we've used yes. faulty strategies in trying to get uh, free of sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And we adopt faulty strategies sometimes uh, for a lot of different reasons. And sometimes we don't even know that they're faulty. We don't know that some of the ways that we use to battle porn are actually working against us. Uh, we don't get that. And it can be really frustrating because what we're trying isn't working. And then we, we get really discouraged and down on ourselves. And then the other dangerous part is sometimes these faulty strategies might be successful for a period of time. And then they come crashing down because they don't really have anything behind them. There's no weight behind them. And then that's when we can really get discouraged. So we want to bring up today some strategies that Matt and I have employed 
we know others have employed and tried um, ways to deal with porn and often in ways that we we try to develop on our own outside of the pathway that we know um, sometimes know is good because that's a, we feel um, more uncomfortable. Um, and one such strategy, I mean, we can just start rolling these off. Some of these strategies is uh, the first one is, is beating it on our own, beating it on our own. And what that means is we try to, in the recesses of our life and the quietness of our own life, deal with our porn problem by ourselves so that no one has to know. And we just think then we'll come out like a, out of a cocoon, a butterfly. You know, we've dealt with this and now we can flourish and say, hey, I beat this on my own in the quiet in my life. Now I can talk about it because I don't feel the shame anymore. Um, and, and that's what we think is a good strategy because then we don't have the uncomfortableness of having to talk to people about what we're going through. We don't have to bring up maybe past hurt. We don't have to bring up some of these coping mechanisms or even talk about the kind of porn we're looking at. And that feels better, right? I mean, if we were to talk about that strategy to someone and say, hey, take path A or path B, well, if path A, say for instance, is beating it on my own, that might seem easier. That might seem like the path of least resistance. So we're going to take the easy way out, but it ends up not being easy because we shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, using that metaphor, we really do. And I did this. I tried to beat porn on my own. I, I did all these different things uh, of, of um, in the quietness of my life, trying to cope with porn. And it didn't work. It really left me feeling exhausted, to be honest. Yeah, well, I was so proud of a guy recently. He's, he's new in Pure Freedom Journey, new in coaching and and radical story actually really cool of of his salvation i loved it he was sharing that he just he kind of knew about god from his childhood but never had a relationship but he just was alone uh his family wasn't home and he just in his kitchen just cried out to god said hey if you can help me like i need help with this and and there were tears and it was like a really powerful encounter that he had with god and it led to salvation led to freedom and so he's been free of his sexual sin ever since. And so he's like, well, I don't need to tell my wife about my, my, uh, my porn or the strip clubs or the affairs or all that stuff that I did in the marriage. And, but then he was reading, reading scripture and he's seeing like, no, I bring things into light and, and don't live in the darkness. Don't keep secrets. And he's like, ah, oh. so he said there was like a lack of peace in his heart until he actually shared it with his wife. Mm -hmm. And, and now there's been just turmoil and, and things to not not the worst I've ever seen, but there's obviously like hurt on her side and and he's getting some help and and stuff like that. And so he's he's not saying that, hey, I this is done and that's it. And I did it on my own. I didn't get help. He's saying to ensure that I'll stay free and ensure that I can be as healthy as possible. I need to reach out. I need to confess first to my wife, then to confess to others, then to get help and and it's really, really awesome because we can be in this deception that we can be on our own when we're in it. We can be in this deception that even if we quit for a period of time and we haven't told someone, it's okay because then I can just move on and never have to tell it. And this guy, he's like, I'm going to take mm -hmm. it to my grave. And we can be in this deception. But the reality is there's a safety, scripture says, in having a multitude of counselors. We need that safety of having counsel in our life, having people that we can rely on because that's that's what's best for us. And there's always blind spots. 
um, in our lives. I, I beat porn on my own. I had the same story, except I wasn't as wise as this guy. <laughs> I had the same story, but I'm like, no, I don't need to learn from people. I just, I was like, oh, I quit. And then I didn't ever learn ever again, yeah. anything about why I watched it or the state of my heart or anything. And, and, and what happens when you do that is it can be good for a time, but then you fall back because you're on sandy, on a sandy foundation on yeah. shaky ground. So yeah, you don't fall into this, into the deception that, Hey, I've been, I've been good for a few weeks and I haven't told anybody. And I think that that's, that's probably okay. No, you need people around you. And that's the, that's the thing about deception is we don't even know that we're deceived. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing about deception is that there's always good things associated with the thing that we're deceived yeah. or, or, or yeah. around, right? Half truths or half good things. Exactly. Half good. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. why we can justify yeah. it. It makes sense yeah. in our minds because, well, I'm free of this for, for this long or whatever. Or, hey, I've conquered this other thing in my life. I can conquer this too. Or people have never been there for me in my life. I need to beat this on my mm-hmm. own. And maybe maybe that's true. But the deception is that it is a half-truth and there's another side that we're sometimes blind to. Yeah. And when you look at scripture or you can just pray and ask God, like, hey, what, what am I believing? Or humble yourself to, to um, recognize the beliefs that you've had that are contrary to what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead to a whole lot more health in your life and safety, which is going to lead to freedom long-term. Yeah, that's right. And if you're hearing this and you're one of those why people, like, okay, you're telling me something here, but why? Why is beating on my own a bad thing? And Matt, you've given some really good reasons why. Um, but I, I know that we've talked to psychologists and um, what can happen with a porn addiction is uh, what they call an attachment disorder. So what is an attachment disorder to put it in regular speak? Um, you're, you have an inability to connect to another person. You have a real hard time empathizing with others and you have a real hard time sharing your life with others or having them share with you. You just can't do that. You can't do that well because porn actually attacks that area of your life. Like you end up connecting to something that's not real and it actually ends up hurting you really badly from the inside out to the point where you have a real hard time, um, like I said, connecting to others. So if you want to know the why, well, if you want to beat something like say porn, you have to do the inverse of what porn is actually doing. Um, and this is, this is a really upside down way of thinking sometimes, especially when we're about in porn, but what God calls us to do is be in community and connect. And that's something we should be doing anyways, but porn really attacks that one area because when you're dealing with porn or battling porn, your inclination is to become an Island and to become really hidden. And that's why we have to learn to come into the light as you were talking about there, Matt, um, come into the light, be in community, share what's going on. And you learn in that community, you heal in that community and you need that desperately. This is a, this is a best practice, but it's more so than that. This is the way out for us uh, and the way forward for us and the way towards peace in our lives. Uh, we have to be in relationship with other people. We have to be first in relationship with Jesus. And through that, he calls us into relationship with others. So porn, attacks that, wants us to do the opposite. So we got to really work hard at beating porn in community. You can't beat it on your own. So that's the why of, of this area here. If you're wondering, well, you know, I've had limited success or some success. So what, what are you talking about? Well, even if you're having success, you're not successful. <laughs> um, you got to work in community and that's so important. And there's varying degrees of what that could look like in your life. And we have lots of good podcasts about that that you can go look, look back on, but you need community. You do. You do. It's essential. One of the most common things that I've heard 
over the years, it might be the most common when people have been free of porn for, you know, two, three weeks, two, three months. And I'll say, why? They'll say, well, I've just been really busy. I haven't had any time. And this is a faulty strategy. I'll just, I'll just fill my calendar to be too busy, too tired at the end of the day. Run really hard to stay ahead of it. Hey, yeah. Doesn't that sound exhausting, (laughs) man. And God calls us to rest. He calls us to have peace. He calls us to not be overburdened with the things of life. And so it's a faulty strategy where the, the deception is that, hey, look, I've been free of it for a long time. Now, in that process, your brain is rewiring because activities mm-hmm. that aren't acted on are going to lead to a, a rewired brain. And so maybe you aren't as uh, inclined to watch pornography in those times. But what happens when you're not busy? And that's the, that's the danger. And, and what happens when you burn out because you're too busy mm-hmm. and then you just need a place to escape? And so if you're there, which I'm sure there's some listeners there that's like, ah, feeling pretty good. It's been a few weeks. But when you look at your calendar, have you had any days off or have you had any times at night where you're just like bored with nothing to do? Um, a lot of times people are like, no, I haven't. It's been a really, really busy time. I'm busy working, busy in school, whatever. And so, again, the deception is, but it's it's proving to be really good because I'm filling my calendar with good things. Um, but there's a there's a book I really like. It's John Bevere's book. It's called Good or God. And it's it's something can be good, but is it what God wants for mm-hmm. you? And so you can fill your calendar with really good things. But again, if it's too full and you're not having any time of rest or time of isolation or solitude in your life, and your calendar is just too big or too full, and that's what you're relying on, it's a faulty strategy. You're you're going to fall. Mm, you really will. And you know, it isn't the model that Jesus gave us either. He, uh, in his life, uh, the model he gave us wasn't to run really, really hard and fast to avoid sin. He didn't do that. Um, he would retreat to, to moments of solitude and quiet to be with his father, to learn and to grow um, from him. And, and that's really what's key for us. We have to have better rhythms. So if you're running at a pace that keeps you from doing anything, like look at porn, that's unsustainable. You're not going to have that for the rest of your life. But also, all that you're doing is you're putting blinders on. You're not looking at the real issues that are occurring. And if you're not looking at the real issues, they will still exist, even if you're busy. And at some point, you will be triggered because it happens. And your desire to go back to those uh, behaviors like porn is still going to be there because you have some some issues that have not been dealt with. You've never looked at them. You've just ran ahead of them. And, and that's not going to work. That is a faulty strategy. And that's when people, we've seen it, uh, come crashing down back to earth and they feel very defeated, sometimes really beaten down. And, and that's, we don't want that for you. So if you are running at a pace in the level, just trying to fill your calendar with stuff so that you don't have that alone time, you know, that might give you uh, a little bit of a runway, um, like Matt said, of rewiring your brain, but that's it. That's all that's going to end. At. And so you need to look deeper. And again, coming back to the why, if you have issues that are existing, you have to deal with those issues. And that's going to take some some time in the community we talked about, but learning what are some of your triggers, what are some of the deeper rooted issues, and why are you do, you going to porn? Why are you using that as a coping mechanism? And then and working on those things, letting God work in the inner areas of your life in that intimacy with Him, that's where you're going to find breakthrough and healing and freedom. And uh, instead of running ahead of it, because you can't do that, you're not built as a human to run ahead of anything. Like, I just don't think that's a wise strategy for anything. Um, and so that's that's the why of it. You have to deal with the issues. You can't just run ahead of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I remember my second go around watching porn really struggling. I was so shamed and didn't want to tell anyone, but I'm like, man, I, I don't know what to do. And I, it came to a point where I had to tell someone who is the mentor in my life. And so I told him and, and he's like, man, anytime you need to talk to me, just come talk to me. And I didn't talk to him about it again, but he also never followed up with me. And in my own immature brain, that was reason enough to not bring it up with him because he didn't bring it up with me. And so one thing that I fell into that kept me bound was that I was relying too much on accountability partners. I was relying too much on other people or on mentors to initiate my healing or initiate me taking this seriously. Accountability is essential. We need community. We need other people. But we also need to take initiative. And I love even like God's example with this. It's like, hey, if like uh, Matthew 11 is one example. He's like, come to me. Like if you're weary or you feel heavy, like you're burdened, come to me. I'll give you rest. But it's come to me. Like he wants us to come. He wants us to take initiative. He wants us to to take that first step. And he'll always be with us. But but it's the same thing in accountability relationships where it's like we're relying too much on other people keeping us accountable, but we're not taking initiative in those relationships. Mm-hmm. And that was a that was something where I I, I guess, uh, well, not I guess, but for sure, it was a victim mindset thinking like, oh, he's not really helping me and I don't know what to do. And I mm-hmm. talked to him and he didn't help. So should I talk to someone else? He's the closest guy to me. And it just was, it was ineffective. And so if I had had more of a, more of a plan when I first connect or confess to him, if I had come up with more of a plan with him, like, Hey, can I talk to you about this every week or this, this, with this frequency and, and Hey, can you check in with me? Um, But even if he didn't follow through on that, I'm following through. That's really important. And so we can't fall into this, this faulty way of thinking where we're relying too much on other people without taking initiative ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like your accountability structures of people you have in your life, um, to be honest, I'm, I'm sure they care, but they can't care more than you care. Yeah, um, You have to take ownership of your healing. And uh, I've seen this. I mean, I've been the accountability, a partner of others. Uh, and this is when I didn't know a lot, <laughs> um, where they relied on me um, way too much. And they got angry with me if they stumbled. And how's that my fault, right? Um, and at the same time is uh, if you start placing that, that uh, hope on another, that way, then you've removed your focus off of Jesus and your inner walk with him. And uh, he uses people as uh, tools for sure to help work through others. But um, we have to be the one that make the decisions to follow Jesus, to grow in our intimacy and to keep moving forward and use um, uh, the accountability structures in an appropriate way, not putting too much emphasis on that. Um, it's still important, but what I mean emphasis is that that's the sole thing you think is going to work to to get you free from porn. It is one of, it's part of your healing journey. It's not the only thing. And so if you put so much of an emphasis on one single thing, uh, could if you go into accountability, it can be the digital software on your, on your devices. If you put too much of an emphasis and hope and trust in those things, um, they will let you down because you'll find a way around it. You know, if you're just thinking that's the thing that's going to do it, then what you're doing is you're, you're, uh, you're not really moving in, in what we would call inner healing. And that would be another faulty strategy, kind of moving off of um, relying on, say, strictly your accountability partners, but focusing only on your, your behavior, your external behavior versus inner healing. That is a faulty strategy. Um, I, I did that. I was so focused on my behavior, um, the things that I did versus, you know, coming to God and saying, I need help 
you know, surrendering and, and, and walking in healing and working in healing. Um, and that takes the work of God in our lives. And that takes being real with past, what we've gone through. It takes real with going through um, some of the areas of our life that maybe porn is just masking over. Um, we have to get deeper. And so if you only focus on the external behavior, for a while, you might have some things happening. Maybe there's some movement, you know, 5% improvement or whatever else, and that's great. Um, but if you don't go deeper, that external behavior modification can only last so long because it'll come crashing down and you'll come spilling out in your life in other areas. If you only deal with a surface level behavior, you only have surface level breakthrough. And we don't want that for you. We want a lasting freedom and peace in your life. And that comes from a deeper healing work that God does in our heart. And we have a lot of great episodes again on inner healing and, and doing that work. And it, it is work. We have to do the work. This isn't something where we do nothing, but learn and grow in what healing means. There's a lot of great things out there that Matt and I would recommend, but look at a different podcast that um, we have done in the past on inner healing to learn what that means. Discover that. There's a lot of great things out there that we can have inner healing with. And again, usually that's done in community. Inner healing is something that happens in community with others. And uh, that's important. So we need to get to the heart. We can't just focus on the surface stuff. And inner healing, <clears throat> inner healing is huge. And so important. I was explaining it to someone last week like this, that I used to struggle with feeling rejected and, and God has come and he's changed a lot of the ways that I see those memories and, and I've forgiven those people. And I, and I have scriptures that I go to first Peter two verse four is one that I use for, for changing the, the way that I view rejection, that when I'm rejected, I can be reminded that I'm precious to God. I'm chosen by him, which is what it says in, in, in that verse. And so I'm healed because my response to rejection is not uh, like to fall apart or mm -hmm. to fall into self-pity or want to escape and numb myself. My response to rejection is I'm okay because <laughs> <laughs> I go to scripture and God is good and he's with me. And inner healing is, is exactly what we need when we're in this process. But having said that, inner healing without God, mm -hmm. when we do these therapeutic practices or we try to heal from certain wounds, but we don't do it with God, it's, it's, it's scary because we're putting all of our hope in, in practices that are, that are void of the Lord and his power and his love and his word. And someone 119, I think it is, it says, it says, I've hidden my, or I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm -hmm. We've got to hide his word in our heart. And so if we're doing all these practices, we're dealing with father wounds, mother wounds, we're dealing with rejection issues, with different traumas, but we're doing it apart from establishing our relationship with God and having intimacy with him be primary. That's a real faulty strategy, which is it could, it could be a major deception because mm -hmm. you're doing all this work and it could even be a good work, but you're not growing in your relationship with God, which ultimately his joy is your strength. Yeah. And if you don't understand his joy over you, again, you're on, sand, on a sandy foundation and and in the future more things might come and the work of healing can be exhausting because you're like oh my gosh now there's more things i got to heal from whereas if you have intimate relationship with jesus things don't really affect you as much mm -hmm. and so you need you need to do the work with god and and some of you if you're doing it that it might sound obvious you're like why am i saying that but there's a lot of people christians and non-christians that do this without God, because mm -hmm. there's, it's, it's really, it's the way of the world. And is there good things to it? Yeah, there's a ton of good things to it. 
but it, there's also uh, the negative would be it's it's void of that relationship with Jesus, like we're saying. And so, mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you're doing, you're seeing a counselor, you're doing therapy, whatever. That's great, but make sure that your intimate relationship with God is growing on the daily. Mm-hmm. And this is a journey. Um, this isn't a box that you check off if you're a goal-oriented person. Hey, done. Like Matt and I are continually walking with Jesus. Oh, and, someone someone said and, to me last week, like, have you healed from your porn addiction? And I said, I guess, but like I'm, I'm constantly being healed yeah. because it's not I'm healing from my addiction. It's life. Like this is just life. I'm mm-hmm. trying to guard my heart and God's healing my heart. So. That's right. And so that's why it is a journey and a process. And so when we say intimate with intimacy with Jesus, please don't be um, overwhelmed by that. Um, this is a, a, like I said, a journey of, uh, of living that, uh, you know, he calls us to. And there are seasons of ebbs and flows to this because we're, he's working on us. And sometimes it feels harder. You know, often when we're walking with Jesus and he's revealing some things that hurt, it hurts, to put it bluntly. Like we're going through it, but he's there with us. And um, so we can't avoid that. Um, and so there's times where we, we feel that, but it's because he cares us and he loves us. And he doesn't want us to get over things. He wants us to get through things with him. And so that's really the key is, and we, only he can touch our heart. Um, you can do all the counseling and everything else, um, but only Jesus can touch your heart. And, and that's why when we come think of strategies, this is more than a strategy. This is a life stance, a way of living. Um, and so that's something that we need to look at. Um, what does that mean? To start asking that question as we're, we're talking about this, you know, think through and pray through and talk to a pastor, talk to people that follow Jesus in your life about what this means, what it means to have intimacy with him. And there's a lot of great resources out there about growing in that. And uh, I would encourage you to explore that and, and just really come to an understanding of what this means for you. And this is the most important thing. Matt and I would say our walk with Jesus is the most important thing. And it was the key. It wasn't a catalyst or anything. I mean, it was part of, but it is the key, the key thing to have freedom from porn. It isn't a subsidiary, a side thing, a little box we unpack in the corner of our life. It is the only thing. And then everything else comes alongside that. So when we think of strategies, whatever strategy we have has to come alongside that. And that's so important. And if you want freedom from porn, you're going to have to come to terms with this. And um, and that really is a key. And if you are not a Christ follower right now, we just want to say to you, hey, we're praying for you. And we believe that following Jesus is the greatest decision you can make. And if you're listening right now and you've never done that, we just want to encourage you today to make that choice, you know, of following Jesus to really look into that. Uh, and other faulty strategies. Let's get into some more here. We want to talk a little bit about sobriety as being an end goal. And we've touched on this a little bit, but what do I mean by sobriety as an end goal? Well, often we think of the behavior component, again, external behavior. But once you get to that sobriety, hey, I'm not looking up porn anymore. Great. Right. Check. Now I can just continue to live my life. No, that's a faulty strategy. Why? Well, again, our freedom journey is a lifelong journey. This isn't uh, a season of life that once we get to a point, goal-oriented people there out there, hey, I'm sober. Now I'm done. Now I can just continue to do what I once did or whatever else. No, you will have to always be walking with Jesus. You will always need to have community around you and you'll always need to be the work of inner healing. That is just part of our life. And so if you think sobriety is this box that you check off, once you get there that you're done, that is a bad strategy. You also need to learn alongside inner healing, you need to learn like your authority Mm-hmm. in Christ it's a big thing in scripture is learning the authority that you have how to be more than a conqueror not just a victim and live in self-pity but actually 
actually like not be fearful of temptations and that a part of that I'm sure is inner healing, but it's also just renewing the mind. And, and so to that, that was, that was the problem that I did. I never grew. Like I was free born in two and a half years. I never grew at all. No wonder I fell again. And so when sobriety is the end goal or when freedom is the end goal, I, I, I kind of, I get sad for guys when they're like, Oh, I've been free for a month. I don't need help. Like, man, that like a month, <laughs> a month goes by like a, like yeah. a flash, like it's nothing. And it's great. Like you need the first month, obviously. And that's exciting. But also how many guys have seen and me too, like go a month and then you fall back. It doesn't mean that you're free. And so you need to keep healing. You need to keep getting counseled and getting mentored. And you need to keep learning your, your authority and renewing your mind and, and intimacy with Jesus. And, and so it's, it's really, really, there's just, a, it's a journey, right? It's a journey that we have to we have to keep on being on even when we're sober or even mm-hmm. when we're free. Yeah, it's not a destination. Totally, no. totally. One thing that's a, that's I believe, maybe this is an, an opinion, but I think a lot of people think this way, is that, that a faulty strategy is, is, I would call it false humility and saying, like I've been in, I've been in recovery for, 15 years. I've been in recovery from my porn, porn addiction for 20 years. And I just think, what? so what does that mean? Like, are you, have you just been trying to, trying to be free and trying to heal for 20 years, but you're still actively involved in it? Or have you not been involved in it for 20 years? Why are you connecting who you are or what you're doing with that? Um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of like, I'm in, I'm in recovery. I'm more like God is healing me and I'm either free or I'm not free from the behavior, but I know I'm free in Christ and I'm walking that out and learning that God is healing my heart. So when we're, when we're identifying ourselves with our addiction, um, whether we're in it or not, it's a, it's a faulty thing because Mm -hmm. scripture will never do that. And so it's, it's great. Like we are, we are free in Christ. We're learning what that looks like. Um, God is renewing my mind. God is healing my heart. That's the journey that we're, we're on. But when we talk about that, I'm a, I'm a recovered addict or I'm in, I've been in recovery for 30 years. I'm just like, man, for, like, it's time to move on. You know, it's time to move on from this thing that you used to do and not let that be part of who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I loved the question that I got, like, have you healed from your porn addiction? I loved the question. But I loved then expanding on it and going, I don't, I, I actually don't think of it as like I'm healing from a porn addiction. I think of it as God just is healing my heart. Yeah. It's just life because I'm not attaching myself to that, to the porn addiction, to what I used to do. So, but it's false humility, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta beware, guard your heart or beware of what, what could make you stumble, of course. Yeah. But let's not, let's not constantly verbalize the attachment that we have right. with our past sin. Right. And funnily, funnily, that's even a word. Funny enough, <laughs> it's English. Funny enough, um, when there's false humility, there's usually pride. And um, one of the prideful things that can occur, and this is for me too, is um, when, when it comes to what you're talking about, Matt, um, the pride that that really might be undergirding all of this is you you feel really strongly about yourself. Hey, I beat this or I'm not in this anymore or you might use the you humble stance i'm a recovering addict or whatever else but the pride comes in is like i have hit this marker 
this is me. This is my identity. Is this marker? I am no longer looking at porn. My identity. The problem with that, though, is you have moved your eyes off of God and you put it on this platform yourself. And there's a danger in that. There's a very big danger in that because if we remove our eyes off of God and we're resting on our laurels, hey, I'm not doing this behavior anymore, it no longer becomes about God anymore. It becomes about you. And what happens when that, that occurs? Well, we know what scripture says, pride before the fall, right? <laughs> and, and usually we come crashing down when we do something like that. And it's really easy to do. I know I did this. It's really easy to take your eyes off of Jesus and put it on yourself and rest on your accomplishments, your achievements, and what you feel has occurred. And you forget all the work that God has done in your life, how you had to surrender to him. And he's the one who healed your heart and moved you forward in these things. It's so key that we never forget that. We never forget the work that God has done. And what humility means is that I need Jesus. That's humility. I need him. I am not capable on my own of doing any of this. I need him. I surrender to him. He does the work. I am free because of him. I have authority because of him. All of that comes from him. The goodness, the good gifts, the good ways that he's worked in your life is from him. It's not from me. So that's why it's so important that we don't take that prideful stance of self-humility or fake humility, I should say. And, and, and at the same time, even resting on the so-called quote-unquote achievements that we feel that we've done. And, and that's, that's the danger. And the enemy loves to move us in that way subtly. And these are subtle shifts in our mindset, the way that we talk even um, about these things. So that's why that we, we warn you of that faulty strategy. It doesn't work. And so it's, it's really, really key is, uh, is being able to put our focus back on Jesus. And uh, another faulty strategy, and, and this is for those of you that um, are more Christ followers, understand the church word a little bit, but we've heard this a lot. And this is relying on deliverance. And I know you're, you might be thinking, hey, Matt and Brad, you're getting into the weeds here a little bit. <laughs> well, what we mean by that is sometimes our focus can only be on, and we, we're going to be very clear, there is a spiritual battle occurring. There is a spiritual battle, battle happening in this. Um, if you're struggling with porn, of course there's a spiritual battle. Every Christ follower out there, every person, there is something spiritual happening in our lives. It's very real. Um, there is evil, there is good, and, and God's working in our life but the enemy is also attacking us in different ways. So we need to be aware of that. Um, but if we think that, hey, my porn issue, my porn addiction is strictly because I have oppression in my life demonically, or um, sometimes my people might even say possession in this area, you are removing and absolving yourself of the work that it takes. And sometimes that can be very damaging because you're waiting on what you feel God needs to do to deliver you of this and you remove your any ownership of this at all from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And possession would be if we're not, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, but yeah. oppression would be even if we do. And there's yeah. areas of our lives where we are oppressed spiritually. I can speak from personal experience. I was radically delivered of the spirit of lust and somebody was praying over me in Jesus name. And it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. And the fruit of it was wild. Like I felt so free. But does that mean temptation never came back or lustful thoughts never came back? No. And so that's the that's the worry in it is that if we rely on deliverance or some people would use the terminology, I just want to be set free of this. I just want to yeah. be set free. I just want God to set me free. Why hasn't he set me free? 
because he says you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> That's why. And so if we're not renewing our mind, but we get set freed or delivered, it's a, it's a worrisome thing because we can fall right back in and we can fall back in worse than ever if we open those doors um, for, for the demonic. It says in scripture that when you set your eyes on darkness, your whole thought, your whole body is full of darkness. And so if you're, if you're free of the, of the oppression, you got delivered, but you're still not renewing your mind and you're mm. setting your eyes on this darkness. And it might be right after the event or it might be 10 years later. And you set your mind on things because your mind isn't renewed. Um, your whole body will be full of darkness. And it, and it really is a reality. And so we can't rely on deliverance without renewing our mind, without seeking the Lord for health and for authority and, and these things. We also can't rely solely on Bible and prayer mm-hmm. and Bible and prayer have to be part of the journey. Yeah. They have to be. It's so important. Like I'm talking about earlier, like you hide your, hide the word of God in your heart. We have to pray. We have to invite God into inner healing. But if our prayer is simply, Oh, I'm praying every day to God to take this away from me. And you're desperate in that prayer, take it away. I think it's better than nothing. I just don't think it's the best. Yeah. And if we're not actively trying to take initiative, train ourselves in godliness, renew our mind on our own, meditating on his word. We're just saying, okay, I'm reading a chapter a day and I'm doing my morning devotionals and I'm asking God to take it away from me, but there's no more depth. It's a, it's a, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Yeah. And so we don't want to rely solely on deliverance. Also don't rely solely on Bible and prayer. Yeah. Having said that, all three of those things are very important in the process. Right. right. And I thank you for qualifying that because I think when someone hears that, you're like, Brett and Matt, what are you talking about? Um, and we mean when you read the Bible, when you pray, but without a full understanding of doing what it actually says and then praying, um, instead of, hey, God, deliver me. Instead, God, move me closer to you. Uh, move me in a greater depth of degree of a relationship with you. And when we pray those prayers, Often we we stick to what we say, just Bible and prayer, but in our understanding, we're not willing to do what scripture actually says, but we'll read the scripture. We're not willing to pray into really how God's, you know, wanting us to pray. Instead, we're praying things where, um, again, we're trying to do it in our own effort. You know, we don't want the community. We don't want to come into the light. So we'll pray things so we don't have to do that, right? Like, <laughs> God, I don't want to come into the light, but take this from me, Right. And we read scripture. We talk about how the Bible, you know, speaks to, you know, what repentance is, you know, turning from behavior, but also, you know, confessing to others and all those things. We'll read that, but we won't do it. But we might read tons of scripture every day, but we don't do what it says. And, and that's the, the key thing. And, and, and that's what we, the last strategy I think we'll talk about is what we call white knuckling it. You're like, what does white knuckling mean? Well, give you a visual. I mean, if you're holding on to something very tightly, your knuckles turn white. Um, for us white guys, that's what happens. <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, that aside, uh, what I mean by that, though, is the willpower of human effort. Um, you're trying to do this in willpower alone without surrender to God. And, and that's a bad strategy. And you think that you're strong, but you're not. You know, you think you have the strength to withstand those triggers and those things that happen throughout our day so that we don't look at porn. And we, out of willpower, will do everything we can not to do it. And sometimes we might be able to hold out for a while, but then we come crashing back down to earth. And that's when it's uh, very defeating to us. So we can't white knuckle it. We have to surrender. White knuckling is human effort and willpower. 
we do need willpower in the sense that we have to make the choice to surrender to God and follow the ways that he's calling us forward. But that's the willpower we need, not the willpower of, I will do everything to grip my teeth and hold out and hope that I don't look at porn. You can't get very far that way. Yeah. Like picture you're in, in the ocean and there's this current and under the water and you feel it kind of starting to suck you in, but you're frantically trying to swim away from it and frantically treading water and you're not in peace at all. You're just like, I'm not going to get sucked in. I'm not going to get sucked in. And there's a boat that comes by and the boat's like, hey, you could hop up here. No, no, I'm just going to frantically tread water. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to get through this. I'm going to swim away from it. You're not in peace at all. That's like very, very stressful and exhausting. But the boat would be a relationship with God. The boat would be doing things in alignment with what scripture says and pursuing rest in that time, pursuing peace, dwelling in in the love of God, asking God to reveal what's in your heart and then praising him for the peace that he gives you or praising him for his presence in your life. Instead of doing that, you're just like, I'm not going to watch porn. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to like put my phone in this room and I'm going to go to bed and I'm, I'm right. but then I'm going to like lie awake for hours, just trying to not do it. Cause I <laughs> don't think about porn. Don't think about porn. Don't think about <laughs> exactly. porn. Yeah. And so white knuckling it is not effective at all. And it's exhausting. And I remember one guy, he's like, man, I tried for a week. Because I asked him, like, what was the longest you ever went trying to not watch porn? He's like, one time it was a week, just constantly. And eventually I gave in. Like, that's exhausting. Yeah. And I literally, we went through this different approach, a Bible approach, pursuing rest in God, pursuing peace in his heart. And he was like, man, it takes a minute now. And it's so much easier. <laughs> and so you could do that. You just hop on the boat where people are like in rest and the boat can get through the water and it's fine because God carries your you through and he wins the battles yeah. when you pursue him and you pursue that intimate relationship and you have peace in him. If you don't know what that looks like, it's time to reach out for help to somebody in your life. You could reach out to us. Um, men join our community at Pure Freedom Community um, or purefc.ca. Go and join it. It's free to join. And if you want to get coaching, there's group coaching one-on-one. There's community aspects. It's so important to learn this stuff. Like I'm saying, these stories I tell, it's like, it's really cool. This guy, like a, battling for a week didn't know what to do and now he's like this guy he's been months since he watched porn since he started working with us and and he's just so much more joyful and just mm-hmm. at peace and it's just it's awesome and so it's it's really worth it and, and if that sounds good and if you're not sure what that looks like um you can always go to restoredministries.ca book a call there's a link in the show notes and and uh just inquire about what it might look like to work mm-hmm. together and you know, if you have other faulty strategies that you've recognized, we'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that. And I know we mentioned in the last podcast um, about sending some questions. And um, again, voice memo, you can send us that on email, a question that you might have at some point in the future. We'd love to get to an episode where we answer some of those questions. So just a reminder, please send in some of those questions. And even if it's just an email, that's fine too. Uh, we would love to just kind of interact with you as uh, our listeners that way. So uh, do that. Um, we want to have an episode in the future with that. So please do that. And aside from that, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and we're excited that we get to hang out with you next week so check back in with us spread the word and we look forward to uh chatting with you next time thanks for listening if you would like to hear more please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe this podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers if you would like to help support the cause financially once again please visit purevictorypodcast.com